congrats to Greg for being an entrepreneur, for being a brother, for being a father, for being a business owner, for being a brother in the struggle. Congrats on starting your first podcast. Prayers for all to overcome this pandemic. Prayers for all to overcome the wildfires in California. Prayers to overcome poverty, hate, homelessness. Prayers to get stimulus checks sooner than later. Once again, congrats, Greg. Yeah, Gregory, I'm on. All right, all right. How y'all, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing? Welcome to GAB Talk, episode one. Right now, I bring to y'all Mr. Carl Van, owner of CAV Security. Carl, are you there? Yes, Gregory, I'm here. All right. All right, so go ahead, my brother. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. My name is Carl Van. I'm 53 years old. I'm there. I started my company, CAB Security, last year before the pandemic hit. Before I go any further, let me say prayers for all to overcome this pandemic, to overcome the wildfires in California, to overcome hate, to overcome poverty, and to overcome homelessness. Definitely. Definitely. I'm in the struggle, like my brother Gregory, and I'm a husband, a father, a brother, a uncle, a cousin, a nephew. And I'm just in the struggle, man, leaving it in God's hands. That's all we can do at the end of the day. All right, so let's let's get right into it, man. As far as the sports, what, what team you pulling for when it comes to sport-wise? Depends on which sport we talk about, brother. Okay, how about we start with basketball? Basketball, I got to go with my Lakers, man. I, I've been miserable for 20-plus years being a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more need to be said about the Knicks. They're always rebuilding. I got to give a shout out to Brian and AD out in LA getting the job done this year. Definitely. You know, we we brought a real strong team together this year. People tried to doubt it at first, but we definitely got the right team around Brian and AD going forward. My whole thing is we need to make sure we hang on to Caruso, Rondo, Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard, JaVale, and I'm on the fence about Kuzma. I'm going to be honest with you. I like Kuz, bro. I like Kuz, but I think what they really got to do is they can't rely on Kentavious Clangwell Pope. They got to surround <laughs> Brian and AD with shooters because if your shooters are hitting, what is that open? That opens the lane. That opens transition buckets. That opens uh, fast pace. Absolutely right. Now, in the, in the same vein, though, and we can't ignore this, the Clippers are coming because Kawhi Leonard, as quiet as it's kept, is a problem. The, the, the man's a problem. He's the two-time finals MVP. I'm not going to say single-handedly, but he basically won Toronto their championship because without Kawhi Leonard and the unfortunate circumstances that happened to Durant and Klay Thompson as far as game if I'm not mistaken, three and then game six with Clay, they don't get a championship. So right there, you know, they got a strong team over there because you got Kwai, you got Montrez, you know, Paul George is going to come back, you know, harder than ever now. Well, he needs to because he sure disappeared last year. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but nah, let's get into this next, man, because I'm, I'm from New York as well. So 
the Knicks, yeah, you know I mean, I remember the heydays as far as the 90s because I, I was there to watch the 90s version of the Knicks where they were at least competitive and they were getting to the playoffs, you know, with Oak, Patrick, you know what I'm saying, John Starks. Oakley. I mean, they had a competitive team and they... The two times I thought they had it as far as 94 Four, and then 99. 99. Jordan was retired and playing baseball. That's why they got there. True. But in the same vein, they also ran into Hakeem the Dream in 94. And then I believe it was Tim Duncan and David Robinson. <laughs> so Towers. there wasn't much that the Knicks, anybody, never mind the Knicks could do with that. <laughs> But remember, game seven, I blame Raleigh for that. Why do you stay with John Starks? He can't hit the side of the barn. But you got Trent Tucker, Orlando Blackman, and Hubert Davis on the bench. I'd run all three of them mothers out there to play that night to win game seven. Yeah, I, listen, I can't say you wrong about that one. Because you, again, game seven, this is what we play for. And, the, you know, this is what we play for. This is what we're here for. We're not here. We're not hanging participation banners. We're trying to get trophies. So, and that's one of the biggest knocks. You know what I mean, if you'll agree, against LeBron, they did three and six, three and six. Yeah, I mean, listen. In my opinion, LeBron is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I don't think anyone can argue that. But I think we're a lot of people who I'm not gonna call them LeBron haters, but people who aren't stuck in the moment. I think where their issue comes in is. You're downplaying the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds. And I can go back further than that, but I'm trying to stay in, you know what I mean, the modern era of what people will remember without having to go back to the 60s rerun tapes. Well, speaking about LeBron, if you take his record in the finals out of the equation, just the fact that he got the 10 straight finals speaks for itself. Incredible. And his ability to play any position on the floor, one through five, speaks for itself. I think my favorite player in my generation has always been Jordan. Okay. Hands down, no question, 6-0 and in the finals. But it was his killer instinct. Superstars and great players are differentiated from average players and subpar players because they want the ball in crunch time. They want the ball with the game on the line. They want the ball trailing by one, less than 30 seconds left in the game. My a la Michael Jordan, a la Kobe Bryant, rest in exactly. peace, a la Allen Iverson. People to keep forgetting this name, but a la Tracy McGrady as well. <laughs> Houston Tracy McGrady, not New York Tracy McGrady. Definitely not New York Tracy McGrady, and not even Houston more so much. I'm more so referring to Orlando. And when you speak about the Knicks, you got you got to start with uh, the owner Dolan. How else can you explain bringing uh, Melo to New York, raiding the roster? never assembling a roster around them and having them for seven years and what did they make two playoffs they made two playoffs not even when amari first got there it was they didn't make it the first year they made it the second year and then they had to bring in the senior citizen squad right. and they made it again in 2012 to only be bounced out by roy hibbert 
before he got that big trade to the LA to disappear. Exactly. And that's the problem with the Knicks. You can't be consistently rebuilding, man. At some point in time, your rebuild has to show some fruit, has to show some results. Definitely. And then, you know, moving on to sports real quick, we're going to get into football. My New York football giants, hasn't been much to talk about in a lot of years. And I do mean a lot. (laughs) Yep. And I can't really talk about my Jets because I didn't even realize they traded Hank Williams to the Giants. That was before they traded Jamal Adams. I was like, wait a minute. Every standout defensive player you have that pushes your below average defense to another level, you trade or get rid of. I don't understand it. And you know what the Darno's not the answer, bro. He's not the answer. Sam Darno, in my opinion, and this is no disrespect to dude, he's a subpar player on a subpar team. But my 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 issue as far as the Jets and my Giants can actually be included in here. There's no running game. There's no running game. There's no defense. Mm-hmm. And more importantly than any of that, there's no heart. Sometimes you gotta have enough heart to go out there and win against all odds. You got to have enough heart to want to not be embarrassed and ran off the field. That's heart and courage too, bro. It goes hand in hand. <laughs> it's like my Cowboys. When Dak went down, it's like you might as well have said the season is over for us because I didn't never like Andy Dalton when he was in Cincinnati and I don't like him as the Cowboy quarterback. And then who is Ben DiNucci? I never even heard of this guy. <laughs> I, I did. I believe he came over from Tennessee or something to that effect, but that's neither here nor there. He's not resulting in wins for us. So no being defense, a- man. I don't care who they playing against. They have a career night against the Cowboys secondary, man. You know, I mean, this is what we've come to. Jerry Jones, I, in my opinion, he needs to hand the reins over to the young Jones. Yeah, Let Steven him Jones. Let him take over day-to-day operations. And what's become very clear in this past, what, month and month and some change, they don't want to play for McCarthy. Bottom line. I don't know if they don't want to play for McCarthy as well as if not more so the case being the injuries to the O-line. They lost three starters on the O-line, bro. They definitely have. But the starters on the O-line, they really shouldn't make, make that much of a difference as far as wanting to play and be, again, we come back to the heart topic, right? Because here's the thing. I now switch over briefly to baseball. My New York Yankees, they keep getting bounced out in the divisional series under Aaron Boone. I'm not even going to go into how long it's been since we've been in the championship round, but they are at bare minimum showing heart not all the championship round bro they lost to houston yes they did i remember that that was the that was the whole scandal where it started yeah but following your lead on the yankees the yankees have forgotten how to manufacture runs you have to get a band on base for the walk or a single advance them to second on the hit and run he scores from second base steal second steal third if you stop the Yankees from knocking it out the park, you can beat the Yankees. It's evidenced by them losing in the playoffs one-run games. 2-1. That was... I. Most Yankees fans were probably heartbroken. I know I was. 
I couldn't believe that Aaron Boone, this wonder kid, as they keep describing him in the media, was out coached not once, not twice, three, three times. times. <laughs> three times. I can understand if it being once or twice, not to cut you off. I get once or twice, you know, because sometimes, you know what I mean? Shit happens. You got to get a little lucky to get a win in sport, professional sports. You know what I mean? You got to understand that. But in the same vein, when boss was alive, there was no excuse. You pretty much had to get the job done, period. Exactly. And before I even get on board, the Yankees need pitching, man. Pitching always wins championships. You can't go into a season only having one bonafide stud or one horse to ride for the whole season and cold. And then the rest of the rotation, you're playing meany, miny, mo. Exactly. That's a that's a one as we've discussed off off you know off camera, it's a one dimensional offense and that's not going to get it done when it counts. Period. Hey, <laughs> your defense has regressed instead of progress. Exactly, because you're supposed to want to. Uh, here's the thing. I believe we made a mistake letting Dee Dee Gregorius go. Oh, big mistake! Big mistake. <laughs> and on top of it. Stanton, Jeter fleeced the hell out of us. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what it is. Certain players come to New York and they excel under the bright lights. They excel on Broadway. Other players come to New York, if they can get on the field, they disappear in the defining moments of the game. How many times in the last three seasons have we seen Stanton come up second and third, bases loaded, ground out, hit into a double play? fly ball to shallow left field or right field or center field, wherever field. He's not producing, man. Too many times to count, to say the least. Too many times to count, but you know what? We still gave up too much to them people. We did Jeter and them boys. Look at Tampa Bay. They got there, right? What, yep. can, what can we say? Tampa Bay got there. Tampa Bay made it to the World Series. At least... They got to the big dance to lose in the World Series. However, you take that into consideration now. If I'm the Yankees, I want to learn from that loss. I want to, because sometimes you got to lose in order to want to win. Sometimes okay, it but takes. How many times, not to cut you off, bro, but how many times does Boone have to lose in the playoffs? Listen, it's one thing to win 100 games in the regular season, win the division. Okay, that's all fine and well, except your accolades. You have to improve on that. You can't go into the playoffs, get knocked out two times in the divisional round, and then the other time in the championship series, but you never get to the World Series. The last time you won a World Series was 2009? With the core, with core four. Yeah. Jeter, CC, if I'm not mistaken, what's his name? Matsui. And thank you. Hey, call Call him spit. Call him what you will, but the man, the man got us a result, didn't he? All I know is the Yankees, bro. The Yankees are who you set the standard by, who you aspire to be. Before the season started, that cut you off, bro. Mm -hmm. The pundits had picked the Yankees and the Dodgers to get to the World Series, and I was pulling for that because I was like, "Wow, that'd be a rematch of the '77 World Series when." Mr. October hit three home runs against the Dodgers. The Dodgers got there. The Yankees didn't get there. Only one question remains. 
why didn't they get there? Hmm. Again, you got to get a little lucky. I don't want to come down too hard on Boone because, you know what I mean, he's, he's a professional. I don't want to, you know what I mean, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But here's the thing. We can't give him too much of the benefit of the doubt because look at Girardi. He had 10 years in, in the Bronx. One oh, it's title. Not be, it's not going to be another 10 years with this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all good and well to be a player, <laughs> but you're judged by your results in the playoffs. And so far, he doesn't have any results worth talking about in the playoffs. Ask and the next thing he's got to do, he's, he's got to stop doing this if he's ever going to win in New York, bro. Please. One time through the batting order, the first nine batters, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt whether your starting pitcher's got his A game, his best stuff, or if he's off that night. You don't need to go through the order, pull him in the fourth inning when the score could have been 2-1 or 3-2, but the score is now 7-4 against Boston because he stayed with Severino too long. He's done that all three seasons. And how do you put in Chapman, home run happy Chapman in the seventh inning? He's only good for three to five outs when he comes in. You put him in the seventh inning? To watch the lead slip away and you not be able to do a damn thing about it. No, all you can do is watch him grinning on the mound as he gave up the go-ahead home run. <laughs> right, like, I don't understand what's so funny about that. But I digress. <laughs> let's let's move along. We're going into politics now. Uh, what what do you vote when you vote, right? And I'm not asking you to tell anybody who you're voting for. I'm just, what would be your from the American citizen review of the, of the president's job so far? Moving right along. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a Republican. A black mm -hmm. Republican. I have to make that be perfectly clear because regular Republicans are affluent and wealthy. A black Republican is a struggling Republican. And I'm going to vote for the candidate that gives me the best hope for the future. After four right. years of Trump, I don't want to see another four years. Please. Heck no, I don't want to see another four years. Uh, de definitely. Because, you know, just not to dive into it too much. <laughs> The say he's done a, a less than ideal job is being yeah because <laughs> I we as a black as a black man as well you want to see the candidates you know elected speak about the issues that plague every American citizen not just the American citizens you think matter exactly because I, I watched I watched a couple of these debates and I've followed it more or less. And I've yet, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, I've yet to hear them reference what they're going to do for the African-American community. I've yet to hear, hear them reference, how can we go, you know, change the system? How can we start to make a repair to an already damaged system? Now, this might be and cynical, it, not to cut you off, bro, what I'm about to say, they can mm -hmm. start with a retroactive stimulus check back to March. That's what they can start with. Because one thing is be able to lie down in your bed at night and not be stressing about your roof not being over your head tomorrow in the next coming weeks or in the next coming months. Right. And even when Obama was president, they were still open season on killing niggas. But what's happened now 
is an open season on killing brothers and sisters. And so, some at some point in time, there has to be an accounting where you have to say, this is not right. We have to stop. You can have dialogue and marches till doomsday. If you wake up in the morning and another unarmed black man just got killed or unarmed black woman got killed, what, what is it accomplishing? Listen, this is self-explanatory. You're absolutely right. Now, here's the thing. It's, I, this is my point of view. I'm willing to come to the table and speak to anybody as a man, as an adult, as a, more importantly, a human being. Because it doesn't matter whether you're screaming his slogan or Black Lives Matter or whatever the case may be. Your beliefs are your beliefs at the end of the day. But take into consideration the next person. Take into consideration the people in your home. Every person is different. We're all created differently. Even if we're a part of the same family, you never know what the next person is saying when they lay their head on their pillow at night or behind closed doors. What could be, fuck this guy and we need we can't take four more years of it. You know what I'm saying? Is could be, yeah, I support him in, behind closed doors. We don't know. However, what we can do and stop the nonsense, have open dialogue. What is your what is your real issue? What is your problem? Why do you hate? If everybody exactly. goes by this common principle of family, family first, we'd all be better off. Every last one of us. It's not about the color of your skin or the lack of color in your skin. It's about us all having the same level playing field. Any area you want to talk about, professionally, athletically, economically, we all have to be on the same level playing field. Because if I'm not mistaken, if you're a billionaire, when you die, you just as broke as me when I die, right? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Exactly. So that's definitely right on that one. You know what I mean? But people, you know, they come to the realization on their own time. We all we can do is put the little seed of idea out there for them to, you know, hey, listen, what about that? Exactly. <laughs> and go from there. But anyway, you know I mean, what what advice would you give getting back to business? What advice would you give for any prospective business owners or someone who wants to dive into, let's say, the security field as you have? I would say patience. It's a virtue, but it's the hardest to maintain. And professionally, business-wise, you have to be patient because you're in the heart of a pandemic. So there's really no real business that's opening up right now. You have to weather the storm. It's the pendulum effect. It swings high, it swings low, but it's going to continue to swing. So right now it's a low period. You just have to wait for the pandemic to pass and for it to pick up. And my advice to anybody that would be going into the security field is first and foremost, have their credentials in order. Because you wouldn't want that to jeopardize any possible contracts in the future. Exactly. Exactly. And on top, and to piggyback off of your point as far as your credentials, right? You also want to make sure that you set your price right from the gate. Your price is your price. There will be no, there should be no negotiation, haggling of the price. There should be no negotiations. You're, you're in this business to make money, then you need to stick to your price and your guns because I promise you, what may chase off one person, the next person may come along 
all right, that's fair. Let's do business. There you go. Now, all of a sudden, all kind of opportunities are open and available to you. I started off opening a security company as well. Here I am now on my podcast. And I can say, you know what I mean? That's, that's something that you can take pride in. That's something that you can go back to your children or, you know what I mean, nephews and nieces or whatever the case may be later on in life and sit down. Listen, I made something of myself. And that's what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's fine to make money. Don't get me wrong. But what you really want, more so than anything, at least I know I wanted, it was freedom. And it's got to be about your legacy, your family legacy. Whatever you went through, you don't want your your prodigy to go through because you've already been down that road and you know what path to not take going forward. So by instilling in them your experiences, your life failures, your life successes, hopefully they won't make the same mistake. And I think the hardest issue of being a parent is you have to make them make their own mistakes. You can only hold their hand but so much, but you have to be there mistake to catch them before they fall so that way no one wants to be alone in this world of course not that is a fear of many whether they openly admit that or not nobody wants to be alone that's just not the move you know what I mean but to each his own right what again you gotta figure that out on your own time ladies and gentlemen all right, let's. Are you an Are you an investor? Let's start. I am an investor, but it's very hard to invest when you get very few funds from your unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the unemployment rate is up to the last time I looked at it, six point five, and there's so much disinformation out there about we are coming down and we're creating new jobs that's just that's not, not true. true bro how not can you be you, you know who they were counting in those jobs that they said opened up since the pandemic the office workers the okay. part-time workers and anybody that's been oh. out of work and gets hired now they're on the clock by 90 days they're trying to terminate you so that they don't have to be paying for your insurance exactly and that's not just now. That's always been like oh, yeah. that. Ever since they came up with the Obama plan and Obama's health plan and the companies having to be responsible for the employees' insurance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're whether you know it or not, you're on the clock. They're looking at you. They're paying more attention in you than mm-hmm. you may think. A lot of people misconstrue that when they see it, you know, they think they come in there and you think you can do something half ass and they the higher ups are paying attention. They're like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I am looking at, you. looking at you. Because if you come in and you have years or you have experience, you're going to what? Demand a higher rate. If they can pay someone cheaper to do the same job you're doing, of course, they're going to go with the cheaper alternative. Of course. You know, this goes into a philosophy as far as you're only going to get away with what you allow, right? Because if you allow them to mistreat you, 
you're not giving them any precedence to treat you the way you're supposed to be treated. That doesn't just apply to relationships. Of That's course. for work, business, life. You have to respect life. yourself on every level so that when you're not respected in any environment or forum, you maintain your self-respect. That has to be paramount. Definitely. But let me ask you a question. What, as far as contracts, what boroughs and or fronts are you looking for as far as security? Like, where would you be willing to go or contracts would you be willing to take Well, on? starting off, I'm looking at Manhattan. Of course, home base. home base. Man, makes sense. Because I'm not really too concerned with overhead. When you don't have an overhead, you can't be concerned with an overhead. This is true. A lot of, but then a lot of things are going online and digital now as well. So, once what once was an overhead, you are now looking at it from the perspective of, okay, let me just get my name out there let me do my promotions right and it's off to the races as soon as you get that one call because you're going to get a million no's but you're not concerned with those millions exactly. of no's you're just looking exactly. for that one that yes. one yes is feeding your prodigy that one yes is feeding your wife that one yes is making your family sleep better at night exactly you know what I mean but these the companies and even at this level and you can speak to this too they still try and keep their foot on our necks even as we're business owners even as we're investors it's still the system is set up to try and keep their foot on our neck just to remind you hey brother you need to relax you're not that quite yet but to those people listening and you can take this from Carl as well you got to keep going. Don't let nobody ever stifle who you are. That's no, no. one can. You are who you, you are, off, Gregory. You, no one can stop you except you. My mom, God bless her, said, always used to say to me, Carl, who fires you from a job? I'd rattle off the boss, the supervisor, my manager. She's like, no, you fire yourself from a job. And in the same vein, no one can stop you except you. I don't care. You've been shot, right. you've been stabbed, you've been burnt. I'm speaking from experience. None of that has stopped me because I know I have a greater purpose in life. And the only way for me to achieve my goals and dreams is to never let go of my ambition and to never give up hope. Exactly. Okay. So, listen, brother, it's been good, man. Good conversation. Don't, you know what I mean? Hope to have you back on the show. Always, bro. Anytime. Anytime you need me, bro. I'm there for you. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that was GAB Talk, episode one. I'm gonna catch y'all next week, episode two. We looking to bring in a baker. I'll talk to y'all later. One.